Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello there. You're about to watch an episode of The Daily Show. That means there's some news and some jokes on the way. So if you like laughing and news, you're in the right place, honey. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, math is racist. Why tax day is weird. And Janelle Monet. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Chang is going to be telling you why you're doing your taxes all wrong. So it's going to be just like the IRS, but funny. Plus, the amazing Janelle Monet is joining us on the show. And this time, not for music or a new book. No, she just released a book of short stories. Yeah, which is amazing, right? Yeah. And in case you're confused, it's not stories about short things, but rather short stories about things, right? The things can be long, but the stories are always short. Anyway, I've said enough. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. People, let's kick things off with the big education news. By now, you've all heard about how school systems across the US are banning critical race theory. And if you're still not sure what critical race theory is, don't worry, neither are the people banning it. Now, <laughs> the state of Florida has announced that it's officially begun its purge of all things CRT, but some of the targets have taken people by surprise. The Florida Department of Education is making waves after rejecting 41% of submitted math textbooks because of touchy and prohibited subjects. The state says more than 50 of those books include references to critical race theory, among other things like Common Core, and therefore are prohibited under the new standards. CRT teachings, they were banned from Florida's classrooms last year. Orange County Classroom Teachers Association President Wendy Dormal says she's baffled. I can't imagine what is in a math textbook that would indoctrinate a child. I'd really love to see some of these rejected books and see what they highlighted. Yeah, so would I. Because, I mean, this, this makes no... Florida is banning math textbooks because the state says that they teach critical race theory. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even understand how that works. I don't. 
Like, I get finding critical race theory in history books or, or social studies, but math, how? How? Well, think about it, Trevor. Algebra is just a bunch of numbers that rejected their slave names and now go by X. <laughs> how? Yeah, Trevor, also numbers can be very triggering for white people. Think about it. Whenever a black man dunks on a white man, what's on his shirt? <laughs> That's right, numbers. <laughs> and don't get me started on the violence inherent in math. I'll never forget the day seven, eight, nine. Scarred me for life. I'll be honest, man, I, I don't know what Florida is trying to do here. You know, but any sane person can agree, this is getting out of control. I mean, it was bad before, but this is getting out of control because now it just feels like the state sees critical race theory everywhere, in everything. You know, it's almost like a, like a hypochondriac. It's just like, this milkshake is critical race theory. <laughs> what? Yeah, look, it's trying to tell us that the white part is keeping the brown man down. <laughs> well, maybe the chocolate just needs to work harder. <laughs> maybe you need to relax, my man. Also, think about this. Let's, let's, let's play with the logic. If they were trying to sneak CRT into the schools, why would they do it with math? <laughs> math textbooks would be the worst place to do it. Because who remembers anything they learned in math, huh? huh? Do you remember how to use a hypotenuse, huh? Do you? If I said nobody leaves the studio, no one, until you show me how hypotenuse works. <laughs> we're dying here, people. We're all dead, they're just gonna find corpses. <laughs> Nobody remembers math from school, Nobody. Even Liam Neeson, his particular set of skills did not include hypotenuse. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I will find you and I will kill you. They're like, well, first you have to solve math problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's fine, I'll find another daughter. <laughs> you know, I actually wish, I actually wish there was CRT in math textbooks, I actually do. Yeah, because then we could have solved racism by now just by cheating and going to the back of the book with all the answers in it, you know? Just be at the back and be like, what is it? a black Batman? Oh my God! Why didn't I think of that? All right, but let's move on from that madness in Florida to something that's affecting all of us, inflation. Thanks to inflation, practically every company is raising their prices right now. Yeah, for instance, here in New York, a lot of dollar pizza places are now charging $1.25. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, and you, you, you think it's minor, but it's actually a nightmare. Because now, you either have to carry around an extra quarter with you, or you gotta give the guy $2, and now you're carrying around three quarters all day. Huh? What am I supposed to do with that, huh? Do you see slot machines out of the streets of New York, huh? You're killing me! But everyone's raising prices, everyone, even Amazon. They just announced that they're charging an extra 5% inflation fee to its merchants, who will presumably pass that extra cost on to the customers, which, I'm sorry, people, is bullshit, right? Because Amazon made $33 billion in profit last year. If there's any company that can do, like, just a little to absorb the cost of inflation, it's them. You know, Amazon, if you're trying to save money, next time I buy a toothbrush, maybe don't package it in a cardboard box the size of a minivan, huh? <laughs> Maybe, some, you could save something. You seen the size of the boxes? Like a giant box or a tiny thing, now I've got to take time off to fold it, put it in my recycling, and I'm sad because I thought someone bought me a car. <laughs> now, now get this, according to a new report, and this is really sinister, man, some companies aren't just raising prices to keep up with inflation, no. These slick assholes are using inflation as an excuse 
to gouge their customers and make even more profits than before. Because you see, they know they can get away with it right now. Think about it, a year ago, if you saw that the price of something shot up out of nowhere, you'd get mad at the company. But now, when you're paying $100 for detergent, you just think it's inflation and you curse Joe Biden. It's brilliant, it's brilliant. <laughs> and here's how you know, here's how you know that companies don't have to raise their prices. They don't have to, because one company is refusing to and they're still getting rich. You go to the supermarket, you look just around, and you know that nearly all products are getting more expensive, except Arizona iced tea. The beverage is staying 99 cents a bottle regardless of the rising inflation costs. The company's founder and chairman says he is not budging on price on principle. The company is <laughs> privately owned. The owner is absorbing the higher costs of everything, including the aluminum that the can, uh, that the, the iced tea is in, and they're making mm -hmm. cuts in other areas. Don Voltaggio, Arizona's 70-year-old founder and chairman, told the Los Angeles Times, quote, I don't want to do what the bread guys and the gas guys and everybody else are doing. Consumers don't need another price increase from a guy like me. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about, you see? You don't have to squeeze every lost dollar out of your customers. This guy's keeping his product 99 cents despite inflation, and he even puts it on the can so that the store can't mark it up. Yeah, as opposed to Florida iced tea, which does not put its price on the can, <laughs> because those numbers are critical race theory. <laughs> and you know, I, like, it's so rare to see a company that's just like, you know what, we make enough money. Yeah, we don't need our customers to suffer. I bet Snapple could do that too if they didn't waste so much money researching those dumb facts. I, guys, <laughs> I'm here to fill my body with a month's worth of sugar, not to learn. I'm gonna put information on the inside. I got a sugar high. <laughs> and let me tell you something. If this Arizona iced tea company can do this, then a company like Amazon has no excuse. Yeah. In fact, you know what I think? You know what I think? I think we should all boycott Amazon. Yeah, and only order, only order like three things a day instead of five. Yeah, make them feel the pain. And obviously if you need something, if you need something, you should still order it. I mean, no matter what, like, no, I mean, there's no need to run out of like bubble bath bombs. That goes without saying. But aside from that, total boycott of more than three things per day. Yeah, I should put activist in my bio. All right, and finally, this was a big weekend, a really big weekend for a lot of people all over the world. Because you see, you had Easter, Passover, and Ramadan all at the same time. Yeah, it was basically the Coachella of religion. <laughs> and if you celebrate Easter, you probably know that it marks the end of Lent, a 40-day period when many Christians give up a personal pleasure or a luxury as a form of spiritual devotion. And typically, people who observe Lent, like they give up something like sweets or alcohol, uh, but this year, one church came up with a much more innovative form of sacrifice. The church in Illinois fasting from whiteness to observe Lent. Lent, of course, a Christian tradition that involves giving up something for 40 days ahead of Easter. And First United Church of Oak Park chose to give up white music, meaning they aren't playing any music written by white people. The church released a statement saying that the goal was to lay aside usual frames of reference and open the floor to voices of black people, indigenous people, and people of color. This has been a season of the best church that I can remember. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 
you can see Speed's like the best ever. <laughs> Of all, that's right, Reverend. Of course, this was the best season. You guys were rocking out to black music this whole time. Of course, it was. Yo, what seems like a more fun church service? This? You know, they say they're doing this for Lent, but you realize now that they've discovered this, they don't have to go back to boring songs, right? <laughs> no, you, you don't have to. They said it was the best. The Reverend said this is the best service they could remember. So why change it? Make all your music black music. Yeah, I mean, just be careful though, just be careful. Not every black song works in church. <laughs> Gobble me, swallow me, trip <laughs> down the side of me. Wap, 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 when I still And while we're talking about church music, there's a video, you probably saw it, that went viral this weekend, right? It's of a youth pastor who's on a flight and he decided with, like, I guess his band members to surprise everyone on the flight with an impromptu performance. This in-flight video is getting a lot of attention on social media with commenters wondering if other passengers were okay with the performance. Watch this. A youth pastor shared this video of a group of people singing Christian songs earlier this month, obviously on a plane. Of course, everybody zeroed in on this one dude. Let's yes. just see the picture of <laughs> yeah. my man. Oh man, that dude was not having a good time. Do you see his face? That's the look of someone thinking, oh, where's Bin Laden when you need him? Oh man. And he's not the only one who felt that way. A lot of people online are saying that it is inappropriate for a group to randomly start playing music in the middle of a flight. And some people, some people were even more angry that it was religious music. They're saying, you can't do this. You can't just bring religion for everybody on the plane. But guys, honestly, in my opinion, I think the most logical place for religious songs is on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I don't care who you are. That's where you need God. <laughs> because who the hell knows how to fly planes, huh? knows how planes work. There's only like two people on the entire plane who know how that thing works. I mean, really know. Two people. If they get diarrhea at the same time, we're all dead. <laughs> we're gone. Yeah, on the ground, you can believe whatever you want to believe. But in the sky, we're all religious. <laughs> all of us, I don't care who you, I've seen people check in as atheists. Oh, they got all this swag at the check-in. <laughs> I don't believe in God. Yeah, then in the air, the right turbulence hits. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh Jesus, oh please, Jesus, please. <laughs> Jesus, please, I'll never masturbate ever again, please, please. You know who you are. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines, but before we go to a break, let's check in on the stock market with our very own Michael Costa, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you, Mike. 
It's, uh, it's been crazy out there. Uh, what's going on with the market today? Dude, I am crushing the market. I mean, and I am crushing the market. And I got a hot tip for you, and I got a hot tip for all you as well. I don't usually share it, but I have a hot tip for you. But okay. first, I want to talk to you. That music on the airplane. Yeah. Right? I mean, how did that guy even get a full guitar back there as his carry-on? You know what I mean? I'm not even allowed to have a six-ounce bottle of Dasani water, and he's got a whole guitar. Maybe I should start putting my water in the guitar, you know? <laughs> is that what Coach is like back there? <laughs> okay, okay. Look, as a warning to everybody, we don't want what happens on the subway to start happening on the airplane, right? People play music on the subway. We shouldn't have that on the airplane. People start breakdancing on the subway. We don't need that on the airplane. People hold the door open for their friend. You got an airplane, we're all gonna get sucked out of 30,000 feet. Look, right? Okay. It's very valid, yeah, it really oh, and is. And here's the other thing about that Amazon story, Trevor, okay? The inflation. They're gonna raise our prices? Here's an idea for Amazon. Why don't, instead of delivering all our goods to each of us, put it all in one central location and then we'll all go to that central location, okay? Bring the whole family, maybe put a movie theater there. You can have different types of food and, and, and they would battle it out for our business. We would be like a food court, so to speak. Uh, I, I, I think that's a mall. A mall, that's a great name. So, cause, cause it's got a mall right there. That's why you get to sit down, I get it, I get it. It's a good name. Just, just tell us what's happening in the market. Look, Michael. look, I'm, cru I'm crushing the market. Okay. okay? All right. So um, now, my high school cut a lot of its math programs and math books. So <laughs> to me, this is just a lot of letters on a chart, but there is something I'm seeing. You see this right here, this S&P? Okay. That means salt and pepper. All right. <laughs> Everyone uses salt and pepper. Everyone's going to continue to use salt and pepper. So I would buy S&P salt and pepper big time. There you go, Trevor. That's the hot tip. You want some money, you're welcome. Thank, thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Thank, I'm, I'm starting to wonder about your expertise. All right, when we come back, Ronnie Chang is going to be talking about money. You don't want to miss it. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Daily Show. Income tax. It's the reason they threw Blade in jail. Today is tax day here in the United States, and the IRS deadline has Ronnie Chang thinking about America's weird relationship with money in another installment of America WTF. I love America. It's the only country where you can get a burger and a liposuction at the same drive-thru. But as someone who's also lived all around the world, I feel a responsibility to let America know that a lot of the things it does are super weird to the rest of us. And one of those things is how America does money. 
It's tax season, which right off the bat is a sign that something is wrong. Okay, because taxes shouldn't have a whole season. Seasons are supposed to be for exciting stuff, like baseball season, or wedding season, or season two of Bridgerton. I can't wait to see which British person is jizzing on who this time. But America decided that filing taxes should be as quick and painless as getting a root canal at the DMV. I mean, you got your 1099s, you got your Form 1040s, you got your Schedule Cs, you got your R2D2s, you got your Blink 182s. You spend days trying to figure out what you owe the government, and then the government tells you if you're right, because apparently they knew the whole freaking time. It's like the world's most pointless game show. Aside from the price is right, obviously. Because nobody should get a new car for knowing how much ketchup costs. Look, I hate to break it to you guys, but in a lot of other countries, the government does all that filing for you. Yeah, they do the math, they send you a statement, and if it looks good, you click OK, and then you're done. It's so easy, a baby could do it. But they don't have to because they're lazy freeloaders who don't pay taxes. And it's not just your income taxes. All taxes in America are weird. In a lot of other countries, you see a price on something, and that's how much it costs, because that's the whole point of a goddamn price. But no, not in America. When you pay for something in America, they hit you with the surprise sales tax. They're basically catfishing you. I know that $600 TV looks good, but it's lying. It's $650, and it has a secret family. But don't get me wrong. Taxes are far from America's only insane money issue, okay? I know you guys are used to it, but I need you to realize that the way you tip in this country is not normal. Everywhere else, a tip is a show of appreciation, not a GoFundMe for someone who doesn't earn a living wage. A waiter's ability to pay rent shouldn't depend on how generous Becky feels after three martinis. And the real issue is how arbitrary your tipping is. You tip the guy who delivers your food, but not the guy who delivers your packages. And you tip the person who made your coffee, but not the person who made your Big Mac. And don't even get me started on tip jars. Okay, you don't have to put money in, but if you do, you gotta make a big show of it. I like to shoot my cash into the jar like a basketball while shouting, he tips, he scores! If you bank it off the cashier, they usually notice. But as weird as taxes and tipping are in America, let's not forget about the actual money itself. Because American physical currency sucks. I don't know if you know this, but in other countries, every denomination is a different size because it makes it easier to tell them apart, especially if you're blind. But apparently, blind people don't need to use money in America because look at this shit. Same exact size. All of it. You gotta look over each individual bill to figure out which slave owner to hand over. And while we're talking about your strange money, who decided a pyramid for freaking eye was a normal thing to put on the dollar? Hey, rule of thumb, America, if Nick Cage can make a movie about your money, you're doing it wrong. Not to mention the pennies. Like, why do these still exist when everyone's just trying to get rid of them? Even convenience stores have that take a penny, leave a penny dish. It's like an animal shelter for unwanted money. Did you know that America actually loses money making pennies? If you're gonna have a hobby that loses you money, get a gambling addiction like a normal person. Okay, listen, your whole financial system's stupid and I hate it, all right? The money, the tipping, the taxes. That's why I found a way to avoid dealing with it all together, all right? The secret is, they can't tax you if they don't know you have it. Oh, so much easier robbing a bank in Europe.
so much for that, Ronnie Chang. All right, when we come back, the one and only iconic Janelle Monet is joining us on the show. So thank you. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is Grammy-nominated artist, actor, and author Janelle Monet. She's here to talk about her debut book, The Memory Librarian. Please welcome Janelle Monet. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Wow. That's what I say every time I see you. This is is huge. Hi, Trevor. This is fun. This is fun. We're back, you know? We're back with the people. I'm happy to have you here. Because, like, when I talk to you over Zoom, I don't get, like... For those who don't know, Janelle Monae always looks like this. Like, just always... (laughs) No, you are easily one of the most, like, glamorous, stylish people I have ever come across in my life. Like, you look like how we're just supposed to dress as a thing. <laughs> you are so kind. I, I totally paid him to say this thing. <laughs> you know, we're in the pandemic. He was trying to make some extra money. And it, I was. My, my side hustle was complimenting Janelle Monet. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show. How, how is life? How's, how's everything treating you? Because you are one of the few people I know who just seems to excel in everything you do. Music, you excel. And it's your own type of music. It's your own vibe. It's different. It's not easy. You know, mm. then movies, you excel. Everything. Hidden figures. I mean, now you're going to be in the new Knives Out. It's just like your life is a dream and now a oh book that's already what? got starred reviews. Well, tell how it to you? my therapist because... <laughs> Clearly, clearly, there's a lot of things that I have to fix, according to them. Um, I'm amazing. Yeah? I'm amazing, man. I'm gonna say that. I love that. And and I'll say this. I used to kind of just say that, you know, because is it, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? But I am do. I'm like in the most, I don't have to prove anything space that I've ever been in in my life. Um, Yeah, and it took me a while to get there because, you know, as public people, we try to inspire people with our words, but I don't feel like I was really living what I was saying. Oh, I like that. I wasn't really believing in it myself. I was saying it, it was helping other people, but I had to do some deep healing during what? the pandemic. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of rejection uh-huh. and abandonment issues, just from like my childhood, things that I, I had just kind of kept in me and they were just coming to the surface. And I think one of the things that the pandemic has done is forced us all to go in, stay to in. Right. Yeah, and so I'm at, I'm at this place where like, I'm ready to celebrate. If we're not talking about vacations, I don't wanna talk. If we're not planning a vacation, I don't, I, I, it's just like, what are we doing? I we are that. supposed to be living our best lives. I'm young, I'm creative. Hey. Hey. 
right? I'm, no, seriously, like we're supposed to be living our Earth's experience in the best possible way. And I think when I first started my career, I was really serious. Like, I have to prove a point. Yes. I have to yes. prove that just because I look like this, I can do this type of mu music. Right, I right, can, right. I can say these things. I can talk about science fiction. I had a lot to prove. Um, but now, man, I'm floating. We feel it. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, you know what? It's, it's, it's interesting because you start to feel that with artists when they hit that groove, you know? Because yeah. I, I think everyone goes through a phase of you have to prove, you know? Yeah, you, because, I'm sure you understand that. Oh, yeah, that definitely. Because, because initially you're going, yeah. will I keep the job? Do I belong here? There's yeah. imposter syndrome. Mm. Over time, you develop a trust. Yourself, the audience, your experiences. The book yeah. feels like the perfect representation of that for me because... I knew that you liked science fiction. You know, I mean, like, you, you know, your, your, your albums, for instance, your music videos, you, you've never been afraid to say, like, I, I like science fiction, but now you wrote a book of short stories, and I was like, oh, no, Janelle Monae loves <laughs> science yes, fiction. Because you co-wrote with, with some amazing authors. Yes. Let's, let's start with that. How did you even begin this process of going, you know what, I want to write, like, a future book? So this... Um... Uh, short story collection is from the soil of Dirty Computer, my album that came yes. out in 2018, and I released a film with that, and I knew I had more to say. Sat down in the pandemic 2022. Excuse me, look at me. Don't even know my dates. I'm from the future. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I sat down in the pandemic 2020, Right. and I finally said that there's more. And, um, you know, I was on mushrooms, and I just <laughs> came up with all of these thought experiments you know, where I was like, what if there was this black woman, she was a memory keeper of this city. She knew all of the people's memories before they were cleaned, before their identities were wiped clean. Mm. And she wants to fall in love. What does that mean when you want to fall in love, but you know everybody's secrets? Ooh. That's the first what story. What does that mean? So that's the first one. It's yeah. called The that's Memory Library. That's just the first story. Imagine that. First, you see, you're already like, ooh, first story. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, what if you lived in New York and there was a room that you could go into you didn't even know existed, but when you went into this room, time stopped. So, ooh, yeah. <laughs> so you could, it kind of speaks to time poverty in right. a sense. You know, black right. and brown folks, we've been spending our life fighting, uh -huh. right? To, to be included, all these things. What if you had an opportunity to steal time, to get time back? Would you rest? Would you show the community this place? How, how would you, if you could get time back, how would you use it? I love how you've used the stories in the book to delve into topics that sometimes are too dense or, or, or too, like, you know, they're fraught with politics and they don't let us just think about them. For instance, the first story you talked about, it's in the future. There's this woman, she's got all these memories. How does she trust people? How does she know people? Yeah. And all I found myself thinking, I was like, man, I feel like that's what social media is slowly slipping us into is mm. people have now lived their entire life online. Now we're yeah. in a generation where people have gone from my baby steps all yeah. the way through, I have existed online. So now do I have any anonymity? Can I, can I write my mm -hmm. own story without other people writing it from yeah. my posts? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, social media is a virtual reality. It's a whole nother world. Like people create and we curate the type of people that we are. I think being human, in my opinion, is performative. I'm mm. performing a version of what I think Janelle Monae should be. Damn. I told you I'm from the future. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> it gets deep, it gets deep. 
it's all feedback. We're getting feedback from how we should be, how what mm -hmm. we've seen we didn't like. And it's like, ah, oh, now I'm this person because of that information. But that's a whole other story. Um, I think you're right. I think that there is some gathering done there uh, with our memories. And with this book, I'm just challenging everybody to be their own memory librarian. Like, I started to look at my life and I, I started to think about, man, I was, I didn't, I wasn't in the moment in so many ways. Yeah. I was so in the future here yes. for like the majority of my career. I was in the future. And so how can I create memories now? Like our memories are the things that determine the quality of our life. Right. Without them, who are we? You know, when you take away somebody's identity and who they are, it's just like that, that was their life's experience, you know? That's deep. Wow. Yeah. And I, I want to shout out Aliyah Don Johnson. I wrote The Memory Librarian with her. And I wrote the, this, this entire collection. Each short story, I partnered with a writer. Well, that how did you I, choose them? I'd love to know. Well, yeah. friends who were writers. Because right. I knew, like, okay, with, there's a story called Nevermind. Mm -hmm. And there is uh, an incredible writer um, by the name of Danny Lohr and non-binary and they are just really really good when it comes to action like they're doing some stuff with this james uh bond uh, graphic novel and i was like okay danny would be great for that and then uh, eve l ewing i oh, did yes, time box with um sheree renee thomas i did time box altered with uh Yohanka delgado i did save changes imagine if you could go back and there was this device and you wanted to just like Oh, I don't want to give too much away, but these stories are just incredible. And then, um, you know, I said, uh, Aliyah Don Johnson. I just want to make right. sure I shout them out because this was a super innovative way of releasing uh, a book. It really is. You know, you know what I enjoyed about it is when you go from story to story, what you've done is there is the common thread of Janelle Monet. I can feel the future you in all these stories and the way you think, but then it's infused with like different elements from all of the different writers. Yeah. You know, if you if you know Eve's writing and her style, yes. you can feel it in some of the dialogue and some yeah. of the moments. If She's you know incredible. the author, it becomes so. It, it's almost like you've created the first book that has like features on it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a compilation album. It really is. It is. No, it's, it's like a mixtape. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> so it, they they feel yeah. so different from story to story, yeah. and yet they have a common thread. I can see why it's getting rave reviews. I can see, like. Now the question is, are you going to turn this into, I know it started with the album that's mm -hmm. a movie, and then now there's a book, but now this book seems like yeah. it, it's begging to be turned into a TV show. You think so? Do you think uh, it could be I, a TV show? Every time I was reading this, I was like, Okay, wow, guys, like, everybody watching, listen. We're going to do it. We need to make this happen. We're going to make it happen. Let's make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Thank you I so much that. for joining me on Thank the show. Thank you. I adore you. Thank I'm you so for being proud here. of you. Give them a round of applause. Janelle Monet, everybody. The Memory Librarian will be April 19th. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, millions of families in Ukraine have fled their homes in search of safety. 
Working with restaurant partners across Ukraine and in six countries, World Central Kitchen is providing hundreds of thousands of nourishing meals for people in need every day. Additionally, WCK teams are working to get bulk food product into communities under constant attack. So please, if you can support them in their emergency food relief efforts, then donate at the link below. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there. And remember, if you need to calculate your tip at a restaurant and you're struggling, multiply the hypotenuse <laughs> by X. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.